<laughs> Morning, team. Thank you, Anthony. Look at you, honestly. It's like Christmas for you, isn't it? It is like Christmas. In fact, it's actually better than Christmas. Very nice. Straight. I bet I know what you're going to be eating this morning. <laughs> I shan't tell them. I'll see you tomorrow. See you. Be good. There he goes. Into the night, into the cold air. Actually, it's not as cold this morning as it was yesterday. Yesterday was bitterly freezing, walked out, and it was a case of, oh, blimey, it was cold. This morning, not as bad. Not as bad. Although sometimes the uh, the stories in the papers are a little bit chilly. And in fact, there's a, I was going through the, uh, the mail earlier on, and there's quite a number of stories in there, which I like. So I might actually break with tradition on this programme and go through the... Uh, the Daily Mail. Thank you for your Christmas cards, incidentally. I'm always very grateful to receive Christmas. At my, my age, I'm very grateful to receive anything at all. So thank you very much indeed for the Christmas cards, including one from Elizabeth and, uh, and an advent calendar. Uh, and this one is from Wendy and Sylvia from Hanwell, which means that we can open the... Where's the blooming first? Where's the first gone? Well, it's gone already. Wait a minute. How can this be... How could this... Oh, there it is. It's got a Christmas pudding on it. So you open it up... And it's got some mistletoe, hey! which reminds me of the LBC Christmas party, where I'm about to disgrace myself again. It's on the 22nd. I'm going to go, because it's a sit-down meal for about, 25, about 30, 40 people, which would be quite nice, and there's free beer and wine. So, of course, that's useful for me, because I drink Baileys and brandy now, or vodka, but apparently you get, the, you get the stuff courtesy of the management, the other stuff you have to buy yourself, which is OK, I don't mind, don't have a problem with that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I'm already deciding on what outfit I'm going to be wearing. And then I thought, there's no point in deciding on an outfit, is there? Because I'm going to be coming back here the same... I'm not going to go home that night, I'm going to come here and just close my eyes for a few... There's no point. But the t- If it finishes at 12, the time I've got home, it's time to then get in the shower and come back... I'm not spending money on a hotel... Are you mad? Have you seen the price of hotel? On the 22nd, it's going to cost it B&B. Hello? Heavens above. I mean, I'm caught between the devil and the deep blue sea. So what I'm... I'm it's going to be off his floor. I'm going to sleep on the couch upstairs. I only need an hour. I'm quite happy with an hour. Uh, no, you just click on that click here to continue through to global intranet. There you go. And, um... I thought if I do that, that's going to be OK. And then I thought, I can't, can't wear a dinner jacket for this thing or look too smart because I'm going to be going home the next day in the daylight and you don't want to look like the party reject, do you? Exactly. It's going to be, oh, look, oh, oh look how sad. How, exactly. Dirty stop out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in something to change into so that the next morning I, sh- I should better have sort of a strip wash in the toilets. Be very exciting. No, I'll just do it publicly. I think it's, you know, because I would have done it the night before at the party, so we might as well do it in the toilet. And, uh, oh, blimey, a glitter card. I haven't had a glitter card for ages. This is from John and Jill, who say we love you. Thank you. Now, you know how much I like glitter, but I end up going home with glitter over everything, I promise you, especially the glitter that's on this card. But thank you very much indeed. Uh, very nice. Always nice to get glitter, actually, on cards. It's just that some, you know, you, you, you go home and you wipe your, um, your, your nose... And you go home, and all of a sudden you catch sight of it, and you're twinkling. Your nose is because you've got glitter everywhere, and I've now got it all over my fingers. Never mind. Uh, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. We take all your texts and emails on the programme. This is actually the time when everybody's bounced up. They're all sort of going, oh, look, it's another day in London. Oh, little shit. And of course, halfway through the night, people are up there, people are working, people are delivering meat. We know Hillman's are. Because not only have they delivered to here, yeah. Uh, but they're also uh, on Nick Ferrari's show this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much indeed for that. We've all done very well at... Well, not everybody. I mean, not every presenter gets it, because otherwise it'd be a shop, wouldn't it, I should imagine. And uh, we might have to hand over another mince pie 
to the newsroom. T- it's all getting a little bit embarrassing, I'm afraid. Noreen, as you know, uh, celebrated her eighth wedding anniversary yesterday because we did it on the programme. She said, sounds like you had a good time at the Water Rats, but I missed you on Monday morning. No. To be honest with you, I slept through everything. I slept through everything. I was so tired. I got an email from Graham Cole this morning uh, saying, you know, I should have escorted you from the building. I thought, God, I was that bad a state. And um, giving me his private phone number. You know, I've now collected... I'm hoping to get Michael Winner's phone number a little bit later on today. That'd be nice. Have I got... Oh, because I've got Michael Winner's home phone. Yeah, I want his mobile. Because I thought what we do on Christmas Day is phone him in Barbados. Michael! Michael! Who is this? <laughs> I think it'd be quite a good idea for Christmas Day. We can phone people up, can't we? Ooh. We'll have to start compiling a list of uh, of people. There's a little girl on the front of all the papers this morning, and uh, her name is Victoria. And Victoria went to her daddy's funeral because he was killed in Afghanistan. And, um, and of course, little children don't understand about funerals. They don't really know what they are. Except in this particular case, she's nine, so she's got a rough idea that daddy's not coming back. and uh, And that's daddy there. And that's why it's very sad on the on the front of the, the papers this morning. I don't know whether or not you should put pictures of little children crying. It's a very private, personal moment for them. And it's the, it's the kind of thing that I don't think we should, uh, we should intrude in. I'm very confused about the Tiger Woods case. I've got more confused as the day's gone on, because the speculation, as you can quite imagine, is now rife. Now they're saying that he's been charged by the police... Over what? I've got no idea. Apart from the fact that he left his house over, it's either an argument or he was going out to do something. But in the process of driving out, he drives through a fire hydrant. Now, I don't know about you, but call me stupid and cynical, but I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what it's like in America. I'm assuming that fire hydrants are fairly visible. And you'd have to be a little bit distracted if you were to drive over one. You know, if you're actually driving normally, la, 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 there's a fire hydrant. So we drive to the left. He drove over it. So you've got this this stupid scenario. Uh, and then the wife apparently had to break the window with a golf club to try and get him out. So he'd locked himself in as well. It kind of isn't making sense, is it? This story, I think, could run for a little bit. And now... Um, they, 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 they've actually ruled out criminal or drugs charges. Well, that's good news, isn't it? Not that I ever thought it was. Instead, he'll simply have to pay a £100 fine for careless driving with four points on his licence. So they do the same system in Florida. They give, they give licence points, which is quite good. The girl, who it is, it is claimed had a f- an affair with him, a fling with him, for, according to the British papers, wait for this one, 31 months, but they only had FEX 20 times is saying in the American press, I've never, I've never spoken to him, I never had an affair with him. Um, they also say she's uh, said to have more than 300 racy texts. She said, it's not true. She said, this must be really upsetting for his family. She said, it's not true. I've never texted or talked to him on the phone. She lost her fiancé in the 9-11 attack on the World Trade Centre and said the source of the story was an acquaintance she'd met just twice so, in other words, it's very easy to start claiming that, that, that people were there. And she said, it's not true. So, in other words, so when we read it in the British press, we're not to believe it. Not to believe it. I'm a bit, bit upset this morning that social workers could be in for a pay rise. 15 grand a year. Useless bunch of so-and-sos. I'll tell you, I've read more stories in the papers over the years about social workers and about people who, uh, little children, who've been beaten black and blue, and the social workers are so inept, they've never managed to see it. You only have to highlight just one, Victoria Columbia, to realise that social workers are 
bloody inept. I mean, it's just it beggars belief how they can see it. Although, on the other hand, the little kid who died the other day because his uncle happens to have uh, a dog that he shouldn't have, and they left it alone with this child. The uncle, the other day, sticking a finger up to the newspapers. You do worry about people like that, don't you? You worry about the fact that they're still alive and a little four-year-old is dead, mauled by this dog who probably didn't know any different. You know what these dogs are like? You know, you see people with them down the street. They think they're all big and clever, you know, because I've got a dog and all this kind of thing. Unfortunately, they're generally life's pillocks. They've got no idea how to look after a dog. They've never been to dog training. They've got it because it makes them look big and powerful because they're they're a bit naff. So they walked... Uh, we've all seen them. You see these people. You know, they, and if you've got two, that means you're really hard, you know, walking down the street. <sighs> Blimey, I tell you. Some good slapped legs, I think, out there. It must be their parents. Perhaps their parents were as stupid as they are. I don't know, because these kids shouldn't be allowed to have these dogs. But this family were breeding the bloody things. Breeding them, I ask you. Oh, dear. Uh, by the way, after the November floods, it's now going to be a soggy Christmas. And there's me thinking, or hoping the other day that it was going to be a white Christmas. I'm very much looking forward to waking up Christmas morning or at some point over Christmas and having the whole country drenched in snow. The only place you can almost guarantee it is up in the Cairngorms, I suppose. Scotland, you know, and the further up north you go, the bigger the chart. I love it. I don't know why we don't get snow down it. Too warm, they say. Should have been down here yesterday. Blooming freezing, I'm afraid. Um, another story in the paper today. Oh, this I mentioned the other day, and I'll reiterate it again. There are lots of well meaning people sending presents to the boys in Afghanistan and th- their bosses have said can you stop it because it's causing them endless problems and uh, what happens is that all these gifts get delayed because they've got to be opened you can't just send something over there they've got to be opened and they've got to find out what they are so if, if you want to make donations um then you can um in the if you go to the uh, mail today they've got a telephone number which is for UK for you thanks and an operational welfare fund. And there's numbers in there. So if you check that out on page 11, it, uh, it will save you. Oh, sorry. Um, you know how I feel about benefit cheats. Got another one today. This one's even worse. This... Oh, God. This woman here is called Leila Youssef. She's Muslim, but she posed as a Somalian refugee. She has property in, in Holland and in Dubai... And she managed to fiddle out of us £70,000. This bent old crook, ladies and gentlemen, has been spared jail by a judge for the sake of her five children. Lock the old bag up, I say. Lock her up. It took them ages. What she did, she put in an asylum claim under a false name. She was given a national... I'll tell you, I'm going to try this myself. It's quite easy to do. It must be. Because she goes in there, bent old crook. I'd string her up. 70 grand, they're now, wait for that, this is the joke, this is how daft we are in this country. The judge said, uh, we are actually going to go after her and recoup the money after going after her property in Dubai. Have you read the papers, Your Honour? Property in Dubai is worth that. Nothing. Peanuts. And they're going to let her keep the money. They're going to deport her back to Holland. 70,000 quid. Oh, why can't we take that? Because apparently you just can't go into another country and take property. So even the property in Dubai, which I say is worth that, we're actually get- I know, but these people don't. It's so easy to fiddle. So she arrives, claims she's Somalian, which she's not. She's got away with it. Of course, it's that easy. She then fills in a false thing. Once she's got the national insurance number, Miss Crook of the First Order is it- So she's not going to go to prison because she's got children. 
And she altered her uh, real date of birth, phone numbers, the children. Went on for seven years. How thick are we in this country? I tell you, I'd have her in prison so bloody fast, this bent crook's feet wouldn't touch the ground. Kids, send them home. Let the rest of the family look after them. Ooh, I'm in a bad mood now. It's not good, is it? Well, it is, really. 16 past five. These are the stories this morning. President Obama has confirmed an extra 30,000 troops will be sent to Afghanistan to fight the Taliban. The families of the five British sailors captured by Iran will meet officials at the Foreign Office later. And Citizens Advice says the number of people contacting it with debt problems are soaring. More than 570,000 have got in touch in the three months to the end of September alone. Let's have a check on the state of the roads for you. Hugh Broom's waiting patiently. Morning, Hugh. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. If you're heading down the A2 in... 7.3. Yeah, the more you read these stories about these bogus refugees... It must... I mean, they're obviously not as thick as I think these people are, because they obviously know exactly how to cheat the system. They know exactly... The worst thing is, this old bent crook here, whose name is Leila Youssef, who comes from Holland and has been ripping us off for seven years. I mean... She ha- the reason they've not put her in prison, as I said, is because she's got children. Although, strange enough, she has a, a husband. So, stick the old bag in prison. Let us rot, as far as I'm concerned, until we get every penny of our money back. Go and flog her property, take it all back. She can live in a bin bag, as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't care less. You know, you cheat the system, you know the consequences, you know you're lying, you know you're bent. And that's what's even... that's the worst thing is that there's people out there who are probably working at this precise moment who, given the choice, would much rather be sitting there with their feet up, raking it in on the old fraudulent benefit system, as opposed to having to get up and go to work. And this bent old crook here, I tell you, I'd have her in prison so bloody fast. Mind you, there's another one. Do you remember the Afghan family living in Ealing? We were told that they were going to move them out. They're living... This is another one. The, 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 th- the reason that many of these families, or the mother and the children get it, is because they pretend they've split up from the husband. So you end up with two properties. What a lot of them do is end up renting out the second property because the people who own it have got... All, all they know is there's somebody living in that property and it could be whoever it happens to be. So you get... So in other words, Amanda and I are married and we have six children... God help us, this is a fantasy. And, and all of a sudden, and we arrive here from wherever, dreadful, dreadful, we're going to be pilloried, we've had children, I don't know why, you know, we managed to get out of the country, thank God we arrived in a country where you give everything to them. And all of a sudden, uh, I then go, listen, we, we need two, two properties, I don't want to live in one house with you. So I tell you what, uh, listen, we, we're separated now, and we, we don't live together. So she gets a house with some of the kids, I get a property. What we all do is we all move into the one property and we rent out the other one, and we continue ripping off the people. So you've got this... I mean, I'll tell you, it just inflames me that we're so stupid. I mean, there must be bent people in the, in the benefits office. I can't think of any other reason. But the Afghan family, this is more than a year after a minister pledged to throw them out, are still living in a £1.2 million house. This is Chopaki Sadie and her seven children, husband, of course, not living there, receive £170,000 a year in benefits. 150,000 of which goes on renting the property. So that goes to the private landlord, who must be laughing his socks off, I should imagine. So she's on 20 grand a year. It's a seven-bedroom house. And uh, her son left the house in in an almost new Mini Cooper. The 21-year-old business study student told the Daily Men, no-one's going to throw us out of this house, we're here to stay. 
Well, I'm, I'm just... I can't... But we were told a minister was going to throw them out ages ago. These people are perfectly capable, I think, of working. They're not useless. They're not disabled. You know, we're paying for this. And I don't understand why. There are, pe- there are elderly people listening at the moment to this programme thinking, I could do with somebody paying my rent. It must be that easy to fiddle the system. The trouble is, and the truth of the matter is, we're too honest. We're too, we can't do it. God knows, if, if somebody said to you, listen, I'm going to give you £500 a week, it's free. All you've got to just fill this thing in here, all right? You go, really? And they go, yeah, I'll deliver it in cash to you. The amount of people, you know, who are ripping off the system, and the government do absolutely, pardon my French, bugger all about it, until we read about it in the papers. By which time it's too late. I've already, I've already sort of shortened my life uh, another week, I should imagine. And then, and then, as if it couldn't get worse, Anthea Turner... Dreary old bag, I'm afraid. I really cannot bear Miss Smug, little tippy toes. Doing pantomime this year. I feel like sitting there going, boo, boo you. But anyway, she complains that recent financial difficulties have put a strain on her relationship with husband Grant Bovey. Things got so bad that they had to move out of their mansion with its polo field and downsize to a £6 million house. Anthea, why don't you bugger off, dear? Do us all a favour. Alison Pearson says today, I can just imagine how Anthea's hard luck story must sound to the many millions of ordinary couples struggling to keep their families afloat throughout the recession. Let's hope there's room in the modest £6 million house. The new bovy shack for Anthea and her delusions. Oh, we've had to downsize. Oh, dear. This is the woman who put up the tennis courts and they went, they're coming down, love. Didn't get planning permission. Oh, we got, we, oh, Grant was so successful. No, he wasn't. And I remember Grant saying, anybody who says we weren't successful, I'm going to sue in the courts. Next thing, his company collapses. And Anthea's going because she's so delusional. She really is. I mean, it's just, I'm sure she's very sweet, but if not a bit ignorant... Because if you can honestly say that things got so bad that we now had to downsize to a £6 million house, you need to be dragged into the real world screaming, love. There are people over Christmas who won't even know the meaning of a tree, won't even know the meaning of having a drink, you know, maybe an old bottle of sherry from a few years ago. And you sit there going, we've had to downsize. God in heaven. Small wonder people can't stand you, love. Small wonder. Uh, there's lots of... Uh, there's a turkey helpline, incidentally. I was going to recommend Anthea Turner join it. And, uh, and a lot of people have written in, question, can I half-took my turkey and finish it off at my mother-in-law's? The answer is no. Invite her to come to your place for Christmas. I mean, somebody else phoned in with this one. My turkey's too big for the oven, what shall I do? The advice, cut the legs off and cook them separately, you dozy mare. Another one here. What time, this is on Christmas Eve at 4.30, this came in last year, Christmas Eve at 4.30, what time should I get my £25 turkey out of the freezer? And the answer is, maybe you could go to friends for Christmas Day and invite them to yours for turkey on Boxing Day. Because I'm here to tell you that if they deep freeze a turkey, it's frozen solid. You cannot unfreeze it the night before. It needs a good, with apologies to vegetarians, it needs a good two or three days to thaw out. Okay. Just I'd remind you now, because a lot of people like fresh. I used to love the sound of butterball. I'm never actually sure what butterball was. It just had a piece of butter stuck on the top of it. And then you get sort of black turkeys. But they're not actually black, but they're, they're special Norfolk crap and all this kind of stuff. As I say, apologies to vegetarians everywhere who'll be throwing up over their breakfast this morning. But, um, but frozen turkeys, I think you should go out and buy fresh. I do th- I mean, fresh as far as I'm concerned... 
I think is actually better than because fr- frozen. You know how old it can be? It can be anything up to two years old legally, because if they deep freeze and they deep 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 freeze, you know, practically the stage where you could preserve me, I should imagine, for a good few hours. Um, then it takes ages and ages to thaw it out, but it can be legally meet you by in the supermarket. That's why in some of it says do not refreeze. It can be up to two years old. It's amazing. I do, I do worry about some of these extreme Muslims. They're, they're a bit misguided, a little bit simple. These are the ones up in Luton, uh, belonging to an organisation that is outlawed by the government. Uh, these were the ones who stood at the funeral of the soldiers and shouted obscenities as their bodies were coming back. They're, they're misguided, simple folk. They can't help it. Uh, one of the uh, senior Muslim leaders in this country, Baroness uh, Walsey, was pelted with eggs by these boys. You, they, you need to go round and slap their silly little girly legs for being so disrespectful. They need to learn some manners. They, of course, want to see a flag of Islam flying over number 10. I'm here to tell you, pal, it'll never, ever happen. It's a little bit delusional of you. If you don't like it, and you don't like what Baroness Walsh is doing, why don't you just go somewhere else? Go somewhere else. Why don't you go somewhere where you can, where the Sharia law and people like you who mistreat women, you know, need taken out and publicly flogging, as far as I'm concerned. How they can stand their bunch of girls' blouses throwing rotten eggs at her, I'm just totally... She went over to talk to them. They turned their backs on her. They said she was a traitor to the Muslim faith. Christ alive. Oh, dear. Bono, actually, has dismissed those who say his preaching on poverty is hypocritical. He says, I'm over-rewarded for what I do, do so shoot me. I think he's taken uh, old um, Bob Geldof's advice. You know, do do something with your money. And don't, Has he got children, Bono? Has he got children? We never see about Bono's children. We just have to suffer with Geldof's children, don't we, everywhere? And incidentally, if you're actually going out to buy trees, be careful. A lot of the potted ones, sometimes they're not what they appear to be. Because what they've done sometimes, they've just stuck a tree in a pot of earth and you think that it's growing in there. Sometimes it's not. Because we wanted to do that years ago. You know when you sort of go out and you, 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 you see the, the Allen family Christmas tree? Ta-da! And there it is, bathed in lights, and you struggle home with it. It's like, it's like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. If you've not seen it, go get it out today because it'll, it'll cheer you up. Because I bumped into my friend Bridget the other day in Twickenham. You know that uh, she looks after the... Uh, he's got four kids. Isn't it funny you never read about them in the paper? Never, how old are they? Are they young? Only young. Yeah. Four children he's got. So anyway, so I, I, was, I was talking to uh, Bridget, we decided to go out shopping, and I tried to find this stuff you drape over Christmas trees. It's like strandy gold stuff. I can't find it anywhere. It's probably in the pound shops or some cheap thing like that. But you can't find it anywhere at all. So we're going around, and we're going to have a cup of coffee in the ice cream shop, and she's got Christmas pudding ice cream that she's made. and everything else. But she's now become diabetic. Now, when I say she's become diabetic, she's not... She's a very thin... Very slim person, but she's got lots of medical problems which don't even bear thinking about. She's only been on, um, I think, insulin for a very short space of time. Already she's had a hypo. She's, she now can't have anything to eat. It's just all, all taken out of the equation. So she said to me yesterday, what am I going to eat at Christmas? I said, you can eat anything you like. I said, just in moderation. Bono's daughters are aged between 20 and 9. Isn't it funny we don't see any any pictures of them or anything. Whereas the Geldof children, you can't get away from, can you? Oh, look, here's Pixie, here's Peaches. A little bit worrying, I'm afraid. Oh, the Strictly Come Dancing tour is taking place with uh, James and Ola, Darren and Lilia. I don't know who half these people are. Brian and Christina, Vincent and Flavia, uh, Ian and Camilla, and uh, Mark Foster. I don't know who any of these people are. It's worrying, isn't it? London's biggest... Morning, team. Nice to be company. Bit chilly this morning. 
But uh, if you stay in bed, pull the div... Do you know, I woke up early. I woke up at midnight last night. I'd happily gone to bed, and I was sort of in the middle of a rather exciting dream. And I don't get those very often, and it was it was decorating the tree, so I'm really excited about the whole thing. And, so, and I woke up at 12, and I thought, oh, wait. And I'd had the heating on, because it was a bit chilly yesterday, so I watered the hanging baskets, mad as a brush I am. Watered the hanging baskets, come back in, I thought, oh, it's a bit chilly, you know. So I put the heating on. And it heated up. Within ten minutes, it's like walking around in a sauna. It's so hot. And, and, so I've, and I've now learnt, and what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to make sure that when I go to bed at night, I'm going to turn the heating off. Because I've discovered I can't sleep with the heating on. It just, it just does not work at all. So that's twice that's happened, so I'm going to turn it off. Uh, actually, if you go to the LBC Advent Calendar, if you go to lbc.co.uk, I don't know what's on it for today. There's a different clip every day, but I can't access the clips, strange though it might seem, because I'm in the building and, and I'm not a member of the website, even more bizarre. So if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, check out the Advent Calendar and it'll tell you what the... I think it either tells you what the clip is or you can hear what the clip is. And it's all clips from... Um, from LBC's history. Did I mention the other day that I bumped into uh, Bob Holness's wife, Mary, and uh, the old boy's not too good at the moment, so I said, we'll send our love to him. But uh, we were chatting away. She looks really good, actually, Mary Holness. And, of course, for those people who don't know, Bob and uh, Doug's breakfast show on LBC was a stalwart for many, many years. Many years. So uh, we wish the old boy uh, good luck. There is a turkey website, incident. If you want to find a farm-fresh turkey, uh, it's, uh, Hugh said, it's www.ukturkeys.co.uk. Why are turkeys so ugly? Why are they so ugly? www.ukturkeys.co.uk. Of course, turkeys have no idea it's Christmas. They're going to find out quite quickly, I'm afraid. Because I always worry about... Because t- I always think, I wonder if animals know when it's heading up to that time of year. It's like, wait a minute, I was talking to Mildred the other day. And Mildred's not about, is she? Anybody see Mildred? Nope. And, and Bob's gone, and uh, Graham, and all these... You know, and all of a sudden the turkey market is diminishing. And you think, where's everybody going? They seem to go into that shed over there, and they don't return. I think they know. I think animals going to slaughterhouses or abattoirs, I think they know... I think that's why some of them escape at Christmas. There's bound to be a couple of animals that escape at Christmas this year, and we'll all save them, and then we'll eat them next year and won't tell anybody, which is great, isn't it? Just like Gordon Ramsay did. But they have these free-range Norfolk turkeys, which are huge great buggers, which they apparently feed up very quickly. I think you can go from normal turkey to turkey ready for the oven, apologies to vegetarians, uh, in a matter of... it's, it's, It's only a very short space of time. It's like nine weeks, I think, not even that long. Because they feed them this special food which, which plumps them up. And so they, they, they then become ready for the table. I wonder how many turkeys we eat every year. Probably loads. Loads and loads of turkeys. But uh, you will spend hours arguing this year over the Christmas tree. You'll go out there and best to do it. If you're going out as a family, go out as a family to do it. Because if, if, if you have a look at the tree, you'll go, you know... Is that the right one? Is that going to look good? Oh, breaking news just in, incidentally. Do you remember the five British sailors who we talked about yesterday on the programme? They've all been released after straying into Iranian waters. People have finally seen sense and have decided, tis the season to be jolly. And they were just young boys. And so uh, they've sent them home. So that's good news, isn't it? More with Matt in the, the news in about uh, half an hour's time, 20, 20 minutes' time. 25 to 6 is the time. So, going back to your tree very quickly, go out there, have a good look at it. Just remember, if your tree has been cut, 
don't know what I'm telling you this now for, but most of you might be going out buying them. Can you remember to put it in water? It's, it's a, you know, it's like buying a bunch of flowers, sticking them in a vase with no water. That tree thrives on water, and if it's been cut off, then it needs watering. Otherwise, very shortly, you'll end up, and especially if you've got central heating, you put it in the sitting room, you decorate it. After day, day two, you'll notice a few little needles around the floor. And I did this one year in, in, when I was living in Staines, and, uh, and on the second, so I was hoovering them up, then the second day there were a few more needles... And, and then I thought, I'll move the trip. Perhaps it's too near the radiator. So as I moved it, all of a sudden, it was like a scene out of a movie. Half the needles on the tree just went whoosh on the floor because it had dried out. And what I basically had was a twig in a pot. So I'm sitting there looking at this thing, thinking, I've got to get another tree. So I went out and bought a blue spruce, which doesn't lose its needles at all. But if you buy one of the, one of the common trees, and a lot of you will buy the common trees, uh, the, as soon as it dries out, the needles just drop off. It's dead. So stick it in a pot with water. You can buy special containers for Christmas trees that you fill with water, and they will get through about two pints a day of water. It's a tree, for Christ's sake. Water it. If it's got roots on, then you water it anyway. If it was in the garden, you know, you wouldn't need to because it would go and find it. But if it's been cut off at the root, cut off in its prime, and we do have a tree in, uh, in Twickenham. It's a rather feeble Christmas tree. Not as good as Richmond's Christmas tree. Richmond's Christmas tree is the biggest Christmas tree I've ever seen. And it's so beautifully shaped. It was almost a, 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 an embarrassment to cut the thing down. They must have gone out and gone, that's the one. Taking it down, stick it in Richmond Town. It's a beautiful tree. I mean, it really is. It's what I call a good-shaped tree. Never get a fairy on the top of it. Uh, but they've got lights on, and they never put enough lights on trees. As I say, by, by comparison, the Twickenham tree, not exactly the most exciting I've ever seen. But at least it's a tree, and at least it celebrates Christmas, doesn't it? Because Christmas is presents, and turkey, and eating, and stuffing yourself, and little sausages with bacon wrapped round. Apologies to vegetarians, everyone. And uh, roast potatoes, yum, 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 and sprouts and chestnuts, and then Christmas pudding. And then you sit down, you watch the Queen's speech, which is recorded in November, because you don't think she's got enough time to sit down and do it around Christmas time. No, it's already done. In the can. My husband. And, of course, she's getting a bit older now. What's she going to talk about this year? I don't know. What's she going to talk about? See, she, she can't talk about anything too current. If something major happens, then they are at liberty to change it. But I think you find it's normally the end of November that all the radio stations, the TV stations, get hold of the Queen's speech. That's why the papers are, are, are able to say roughly what's in it. You don't like to do it because it spoils it for some people who like a surprise. But we used to sit down Christmas all the time. We'd sit down at Christmas and you, you would watch the Queen's speech. Nowadays people can't be bothered. And you always find Channel 4 will try and do something alternatively. There'll be an alternative, you know, Christmas speech from somebody else. What did they have one year? Was it a woman in a burqa? who I think did it for some reason. You think, you're just doing it to be controversial. There's Sharon Osbourne. God, blimey. Anybody less to do with Christmas, you'd be hard-pushed to find. Uh, P. Diddy has a, a new job as a shopping channel presenter. You know why? Because he's flogging his own stuff. And I have to be honest, I love his shirts. His shirts and his clothing is quite good, but he's now got a perfume out, an aftershave. But to be honest with you, I don't like any of these so-called celebrity aftershaves or perfumes, because they're only doing it to line their pockets. I prefer to go to an established perfume house and buy, you know, proper perfume. You know, I know that many men at Christmas will be going out and buying box sets. Kids give box sets. You know, years ago it was Yardley, and you get talcum powder and bubble bath or something like that. And that makes a nice gift set, and also because it comes in a box which is sparkly, it's easy to actually wrap up, because it, you, you can do boxes, but you can't do anything that's misshapen. We had a hell of a job one year wrapping up a pogo stick, I mean, to try and make it look anything less like a pogo stick. So you'll be going out, and all the 
All the perfume counters are just full of special offers at the moment, and they've got boxes, and it's pretty, and this is there. And, but at the end of the day, your mum's going to take it out of that box and stand it up in the bathroom on the dressing table. So try and think not packaging. Think just, just items as well. The whole Beckham family uh, are designing next year's sports relief T-shirts. David, Victoria, Brooklyn, and Romeo, helped by crews to produce limited edition tops for the March Appeal. The boys' ideas will be turned into kids' clothes. Oh, don't, for God's sake, try and convince us that the kids can design clothes. I can't, I can't, I can't buy into it at all, I'm afraid. I really can't. Little bit worried, I'm afraid, about Aston Merigold from JLS. Little bit worried about him being metrosexual. Uh, the reason being, he's in New York at the moment and he's admitted that he uh, has a preference for women's trainers. He likes buying them, he said, because he likes the colours. Because you know, at one time, I bet you, know, I bet you never knew, and I only discovered the other day, that pink... Up until recently, was a boy's colour. And the reason it was a boy's colour was because all the army uniforms were red. And so what they did was a slightly watered-down version of red. And that was a boy's colour. It was only recently people went, no, pink for girls, blue for boys. Pink was absolutely a boy's colour. A boy's colour, I promise you. I wouldn't fib to you at all, but it's absolutely true. The useless things you discover on this programme. Uh, well done. To the, a lot of the papers, of course, now don't know about the uh, Britons who've been released. As I say, all, all young men, and they've now been released. Uh, originally, they might have faced hard and serious punishment. They're not exactly the most forgiving country, I think, we've ever hung around. But uh, stray into their waters and they get really cross. Don't stray. It, it's only a piece of water, for goodness sake. What do they think they're going to be doing? Deep sea fishing or something like that, or at worst. I mean, they're only young. Very, very young. You can tell how young and from what um, what sort of families they are, because they're all OK, you are. They're terribly, terribly well-heeled people. Because, to be honest with you, ask most people listening to this programme, have you ever sailed a yacht? They go, uh, don't think so, mate. Ask people who go to, you know, ni- nice schools. You go, yeah, we kind of go, like, you know, sailing most weekends. That's kind of, you know, we do it on the reservoir. And, uh, and we also do it on the Thames. And sometimes we go to Cowes week and and we have a whole week of, of like sailing the yacht and we take down the uh, the old trouble and strife they, they all come down with us and, and some of the birds as well come down just for a decoration you know lucinda's there i think again this year and marcia will be no not marcia it's not a very posh name marcia is it with apologies to marcia's everywhere <laughs> um i wish they'd hurry up and get on with this this blooming peter k tour do you know he's gonna absolutely milk it i, I did sit down last night don't ask me why because I was, I was sort of getting myself wound up about the X Factor in a strange way after I'd watered the hanging baskets and came back in again. And I thought, I'll watch the Peter Kay programme where he's Geraldine. And the more I watched it, the funnier it became. And I've watched it, and, I, and then my phone rang, and I picked it up, and I was, hello? It was the wrong number, so I put it down. Why well, I was I pick up wrong numbers? And uh, there was a go, oh, sorry. I very rarely pick it up, and as I know who it is calling. And, uh, so I, and, I, and eventually it rang, it was somebody I knew. We'd been to about four or five of these. And so I was chatting away, and I said, I'm just watching the Peter Kane. She said, how many times have you watched it? I said, about 20. I said, why? I said, because it just makes me laugh. Because it's just so the X Factor. Because as somebody said, and I mentioned the other day on the programme, it's not that the X Factor is people living the dream. I mean, th- there is no dream. The dream is, you will record songs we tell you, we will make loads of money, you won't make very much, and then at the end of the year, or the time your album doesn't sell, uh, we'll move on to somebody else. So there is no dream. The dream is, if, if you went to, say, a theatre school like Sylvia Young, or you went to any of them around the capital or anywhere, then you do a, 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 a grounding. What these people do is they think they can bypass the system, and they've got a career. They haven't. 
They have not a career. That's why I said on the programme yesterday, and somebody wrote and said, I, I, what is it? I, I, I think you were being very rude about Lloyd Daniels because you said he didn't have a career. I said he won't have a career. Can't sing. Flat as a pancake. Although I did go onto YouTube and have a look at John and Edward at G-A-Y. And John Warrington told me they were the two of the politest people. The trouble is, I reckon in a year's time, you won't be interested in them. We'll have moved on to somebody else. There'll be another Susan Boyle. There'll be somebody else who's got the voice of an angel. But the looks... Anyway. And uh, they'll be out there and you'll be more interested in them. Because most of the other people you can't remember. You can't remember any of the other people. They'll all go on this tour, and then they'll actually finish doing the tour, and that's where Lloyd has to go back to... And it's, it's a harsh business. It's a harsh business. He will then go back to relative ignominity. There'll be nothing for him, because what are they going to do? He can't sing. He's got a very boring voice. He's a little bit Adrian Child like that, only without the talent. He's a little bit uh, sing. Can you Come on, Lloyd, can you sort of get going? I am getting going... I know, dear, but you're just not good enough, are you? Even St- There's a picture of Stacey doing something in the paper. I can't remember what it was. Boosting up the troops, I think, or something like that. Just what you need, isn't it? Where are you going to Afghanistan? Who's here? Stacey Solomon. God, never to give up now, shall we? But, uh, but the good news is that Nicola Roberts was out the other day. I hate to say it, but she looks like she's been caught in a, in a, in a flashlight. You know, she's so pale, so pale, but she was coming out of the, um, of the hotel the other day in a tweed coat and leather gloves that wouldn't have looked out of place on Sherlock Holmes. You could wear something fashionable, Nicola. I mean, you're supposed to be a bit of an icon, but I'm seeing no evidence of this at all. I mean, the coat is naff, the gloves are very naff. And, um, and these skinny jeans kind of things. I'm not, not over keen on skinny jeans. But never mind, it doesn't matter. You know, heavens above, people probably pick on the clothes I wear. <laughs> like I care. Quarter to six is the time. <laughs> These are the headlines. The five British sailors who've been held in Iran since last Wednesday have been released, according to reports in the country. Barack Obama's confirmed 30,000 more US soldiers will be deployed to Afghanistan. It means total American forces will number about 100,000. And homeless charity Shelter claims some housing authorities in England would need 33 years to completely clear their housing association lists. Around 1.8 million are currently on waiting lists. Sorry. 14 minutes to uh, six is the time with the travel. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Uh, for... Morning, morning, morning. Nice to have you company. Welcome along. Oh, a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee, I think we'll have. At 12 minutes to six in the morning. If you're still in bed, don't bother getting out. It's really... I promise you it's not worth it today. It's absolutely not. What did I do yesterday? Oh, I went to get the, um... Went to get the car washed. It's only... I didn't need the car washing, but I just decided... To um, to have a look uh, at, at some of the, I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to buy. I don't know what I, I just went out thinking I must buy something today. I've bought everything, but I just thought I'd, and I bought a couple of shirts which I'd looked at before in Marks and Spencers. So I thought while I'm there, the people stand there and they look frozen to death washing cars, and so they um, so that they they wash my car for me, which I think is quite good value because it's quite big the car and I can't do it. I haven't done it for years, so it's better that they do it and they get the money and I always tip. Which is good. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. A lot of people telling me the uh, the webcam crashes only when you're on. It is true. It is true. And it certainly did on Sunday. I th- I'm not sure we're going to put it on this Sunday. I might do it on Friday. I might do it Friday with John Warrington. I'll, I'll, I'll decide at some point today, actually. <laughs> Which would be good. Uh, Trish says, totally agree with you. We'd love it to snow. Bing Crosby singing White Christmas. That'd do for me. Quick, quick, uh, a quick bit of uh, snow. Why can't we have snow at Christmas? Get it everywhere else. Why can't we have it? 
It's dreadful. Uh, 84850, Steve's at LBC. Quentin reckons he's a social worker uh, and works very much harder for my money than you. You've got no idea, have you? You see, typical, typical stupid uh, social worker. Not a clue what they're talking about. Not a clue. Uh, Jen says, calm down, dear. Calm down. Uh, 84850, uh I can tell you, actually, Michael Winner's coming in today. Michael Winner is coming in today. Um, Margaret says, thank you for having a rant about benefit cheats. You're saying what a lot of us taxpayers payers think. Oh, d- listen, absolutely. Uh, 84850. Stuart says, I'm up at 3am and do a 15-hour day. I'm sick of these benefit scumbags any more than we do fraudulently. Good to listen to somebody bringing them to book. Absolutely. Uh, Steve, I get my turkey fresh from an organic farmer who's at Twickenham Farmer's Market. Quite right, it's Julie Walter's husband, the actress Julie Walter. Uh, her husband goes to the... Mar- In fact, she, she sometimes turns up, which is good. Uh, Steve, how do these people who cheated the government enter the UK? They just walk in. They just walk in. A lot of people came in on normal flights. Years and years ago, I remember, uh, there was somebody who'd arrived in on a flight. So when they, when they get on the flight, quite clearly... They have to produce passports and they have to produce their, their documentation. So they get on the flight. In between the flight taking off from wherever it is and landing here, they rip up the passport and destroy it. And they flush it down the toilet. So when they get here, they go, we haven't got any papers. And they claim asylum. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a fraudulent way for a lot of people to do it. And as you can see in the papers, we hand out all sorts of benefits. I can think of loads of uh, more deserving people, I'm afraid. Uh, you're all right, Steve. That drapey strands for the Christmas tree in the pound stores. Thank you, Lisa. I thought it might be. Uh, 84850. Uh, don't forget, turkeys are just for Christmas, not for life, says Stephen Arlington. <laughs> I like that idea. The trouble is, you always feel sorry, don't you? It's like they used to say, a dog is not just for Christmas, it's for life. With a bit of luck, you make it last till Boxing Day. Because people see puppies, don't they? Luckily, we don't see as many puppies as we used to in shops. And um, in France, when we, went, when we went to Paris, they still have puppies in windows, in the, in the pet shop, and the window was divided into boxes, and the, in each box there was a puppy. I've seen that. Horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's Horrid. We were so horrified to see it, we went... There's puppies in the window, and people, oh, dear. Used to you'd be a pet shop near Richmond Station, and they used to have puppies in there. And then, luckily, it was outlawed, and so you can't keep puppies. But on the other hand, some of the places they're being bred nowadays, you wouldn't want to go anywhere near. With them. You, wouldn't, you just, just don't want to. Uh, Steve, what's wrong with our judges? Where's the compassion for our pensioners? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think they think about that. I don't think they think about it. I think there's so many bent people working for councils nowadays. It's so easy. It must be so easy to cheat the system because every day I can uh, read a story in the paper where somebody's been on benefits for years and they're not entitled to it. They've either pretended that they're disabled or something like that, in which case they aren't, uh, or they've got something. There was, there was a judge, wasn't there, who was claiming for a bad back and he couldn't do this. It turned out he was lifting and do- and everything. And you think, I'm sorry. There's, there's got to be some sort of deterrent. And I don't know, I don't know what, what the deterrent is. I really don't know. Uh, 84850 uk. Have you had your swine flu injection yet? Listen to my podcast. I never repeat myself on this programme, as you know. If pink was for boys, what did girls wear? Apparently in reported visions of the Virgin Mary, she was wearing hues of pink, blue and white. Well, that's, well, that's, I mean, I don't know anything about things like that. I just know that people go, oh, look, Virgin Mary. I'm quite sure if I saw the Virgin Mary standing in the corner of this studio, this studio could become, within a very short space of time, a shrine. People would be trekking here. They'd be going, we're not going to Lourdes this year. We're going to Steve Allen's studio. 
because he saw the Virgin Mary in the corner. I mean, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I, I don't... I think it was Petri Hoskin, because she does a very good impression of standing there in a white sheet. I don't know why the Virgin Mary would be wearing a white sheet, but that's the image we have in our mind. Uh, Ray in Barkingside says, still in bed, nightshirt, sleeping cap, bed socks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's anything the matter, actually, with bed socks. But I'm definitely not tonight, definitely not tonight, going to be wearing, um, I'm keeping the heating on. I've decided, I can't keep it on, because I'm not getting my best night's sleep. I've got a better night's sleep before. There's a, a woman here, former Miss Argentina, Solange Magnanto, dead. Why is she dead? Because she worried about her looks, and so she went in to get her bottom firmed up. Her bottom fir- have you ever heard of such a thing? Anyway, she was 38... And uh, she uh, she wanted a, a firmer behind, and because she was obsessed with beauty, I don't know why. I mean, nothing you could do about your bottom. If it's going to sag, as I said to my auntie Enid, and God knows hers isn't just sagging, it's dragging on the floor. And I said, listen, there's no point in firming up your bum at your age. She's 92, of course, bless her heart. Uh, but she still worries about things like that. She's a little bit Kim in the jungle. When Kim takes her bra off... I mean, frankly, I mean, you could gather them up in a wheelbarrow. I mean, I've just never seen anything like it, Paul Sol. She's got no idea how dreary she is. She will do when she gets back to this country. But anyway, this woman went in. They started giving her these injections. She then got breathing problems, and, and she died as a result at the age of 38. And I do worry that people now, in this never-ending quest to actually sort of be the body beautiful, actually take risks with people that they shouldn't take risks with. You know, you were, I don't think you were meant to alter yourself. I mean, otherwise, we'd all be out the game and have this and it. You've only got to look at Cindy Jackson, this woman who's had so much plastic surgery. It just doesn't look right. And there was that poor Bride of Wildenstein. I mean, it just, it just, perhaps they don't see it. Perhaps they don't, perhaps if you're having surgery, people don't see the way it's turning out. Oh, heartache for lots of children this Christmas, as if I care. You know, bar humbug, these hamsters, you can't get them anywhere for love nor money. Most stores have run out of them uh, after underestimating demand. Really? Well, then they're very stupid, because this was in the papers weeks ago. Weeks and weeks. Do you think the factory, they're presumably made in China. I'm assuming they must turn them out for about a pound. And what they've done is... Oh, lovely. Camera's on. Okay, cam- camera's on. Thanks. <laughs> I know. It's, it's on f- five seconds. It's not really. <laughs> just like do it just to make it more interesting. I love... <laughs> It's a shame we haven't got a biscuit to dunk, isn't it? I don't have any biscuits. They're in my cupboard. In my cupboard. Or perhaps we could dump, dump, sorry, dump one of these go-go hamsters. I think they're naff, to be honest with you. I'm sure you must be buying better toys for your children for Christmas. Do you know, Murray Walker has been voted the greatest commentator of all time. He's 86, is Murray Walker. 86. Hope for all of us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, more on... Uh, blundering prison staff who wrongly released an inmate despite him telling them they'd made a mistake. Do you know, every day somebody gets released from prison who shouldn't be released from prison. And this, this particular one, no, I'm, I'm not, um, I shouldn't be released. They went, off you go, bye. And he went, uh, no, no, really. So anyway, he's, he's gone back inside again now. A bit worrying, isn't it? Uh, Baroness Walsey's in the paper today talking about the egg-throwing extremists. She says here, they shame proper Muslims. Of course they do. They're, they're stupid people. Limited intelligence. Very, very sad, lonely. And she says they, they shame ordinary Muslims. Of course they do. Of course they do. Didn't need uh, her to tell us on that one. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, 84850. You're not missing anything, says Nick. 
Second of December on the LBC Advent calendar is still locked. So we need to need to find the key. Is it not open till later then? Does it open at sort of nine o'clock or something? I don't know how it works on the ab- Advent calendar. Shall... Yeah, I thought it would be open, but I thought it would open at midnight. But obviously, obviously not. Doesn't matter though, does it? Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Why not make people hand their passports over to the hostess as they board the plane and give them back after they land? Well, that is, that is one of the things. Of course, the stewardesses on the plane will go, it's not my job to look after passports. Because we were saying earlier on, that's what a lot of people do. When they, 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 they get on a plane in one country, they get on with a passport, which you can't get on without it. When they're on the plane, they rip the passport up, destroy all their paperwork, flush it down the toilet, arrive here and go, asylum. And that's how it works. And they've got no paperwork, so it takes ages while they're being processed to try and find out who they are. Because there's no, there's no record. And then they get lost in the system. You've only got to watch these programmes on the television looking at, uh, at customs and excise. They're up to here with it. And people sit there. And some people are very, very, very good at telling lies. And they sit there telling lies. No, you get on the plane with the passport. Then... No, they actually got on the plane with the passport, but they rip it up on the plane. So when they arrive through our customs, they've got no passport. So that's when they ask for asylum. You only ask for asylum when you get to customs. But they've already destroyed the passport on the plane, which is also quite clever. OK, more of your texts and emails coming back very shortly after the news. The Tears of a Sofa. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to... Brrr. It's Wednesday. It's December the 2nd, which means, as far as people around here are concerned, it's invoice day. Get them in as quick as possible. Otherwise, you don't get paid before Christmas and the, the kids will not eat. Oh, it'll be dreadful. 84850, steve co.uk. So the good news is that the five British sailors held in Iran since last Wednesday have been released. So that's good news, isn't it? We like some good news. We like some good news. Uh, 84850, uh Why not move the customs desk to the aircraft steps and don't let the people off the plane without the passport? Like, I mean, it's, it seems so simple, doesn't it? It does, uh, it does kind of but they can't do things like that. I don't know why. I don't know why. They, I mean, it seems simple to us, but it just uh, just doesn't work. Uh, Sarah says, I'm disabled. Have been for the past five years. I'm only going to get worse. My disability living allowance has been stopped because they say I'm not disabled enough. That's why I've got adaptions around the house. I've been told an appeal will take eight to 12 weeks. Great. It just, I remember there was a woman, actually, or was it a man who was in the paper ages and ages ago, and he'd lost one of his legs, and they said, I'm terrible, you're not disabled enough. He said, what do you mean, not disabled enough? I've, got, I've only got one leg. What do you have to have nowadays? The answer is, you've obviously got to have the uh, ability to tell lies. That's what it comes down to, isn't it? And some people are actually very, very good. Stephen Harlington says, if people get off a flight with no passport, why not put them straight back on the return flight? Well, because they keep just coming back in again. I mean, there was one man... There was a, a rapist here. He, he committed rape so he could go into prison to learn English. He actually raped this woman, knowing he'd be put in prison so he could learn English. I mean, it, it just, just beggars belief, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Anne says, what is wrong with our judges? Glad to know you're on over Christmas. I know, we're hoping to be a bit more cheerful over Christmas, actually, I think. Uh, I have been watching these soaps. I'm very worried in Emmerdale. Very worried in Emmerdale. It's all gone a little bit pear-shaped, I'm afraid, for the simple reason that the uh, the bad actor has started having an affair with this woman, which I hadn't, I hadn't been aware of. It's all very worrying. Here's the woman who can unravel it all for us. Susan Spence. Good morning. Morning. Now, I'm a little bit confused by this. He, he actually, the other day, had to talk and try and look sexy and then do a snog. 
<laughs> yeah, and he took his shirt off as well, didn't he? <laughs> Scary for all of <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, I thought... I thought Maxwell Caulfield um, had quite a nice body for somebody his age. Yes, I mean, well, he, it's not the first time he's taken his clothes off. Oh, no. But he has I actually think it done. Emmerdale. Yes, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I just fa- he just looks uncomfortable acting. There's something. Uh, he just doesn't look natural. No, and maybe that's why he's decided he's not going to renew his, his contract. Um, yeah. But this affair that you're talking about is, of course, um, it's not really anything new because that woman is actually his wife because he married her years upon years upon years ago and right. then basically disappeared out of thin air. And this is why this storyline has started, that she's walked back into his life. Ryan is his son. Um, some people know that, other people don't know that. And, of course, it's this whole thing about which woman is he now going to choose. We thought he'd made his, his decision and then he kind of went back on it and now he's back thinking about will he go away with Faye. So it's kind of Faye and Natasha type thing and it'll it'll be like this until um he goes, which is um sort of in the in the new year um right. as to when he goes. So I, I must admit I, I do quite like that storyline. I won't miss I, I and will I miss him? I don't know. I mean he's very wooden but I've kind of gotten used to him now. Mm. Um, but the good thing is the two wives are staying, so, you know, that kind of leads us to believe that he'll either be killed off or perhaps he'll go off with another wife. Yes. Um, last night, it, I don't know if you saw it last night, it finished on a bit of a cliffhanger um, with uh, Laurel telling uh, Sally that <gasps> yes. that's it, she's had enough. Yes, it's, it's a case um, of, listen, you've been very nice to us, thank you, but yeah. it's time that we let you go. And I'm thinking, she's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, well, she did. She killed, she killed the bread, as you saw, with the knife. So, yes. oh, God, I'm glad I'm not the bread. Um, tonight, though, Laurel works out that actually, from the fire report on the church, that um, Sally was the one who tried to kill her because she finds out that the, the heater was too near the curtains. Um. So she's like, oh, my God, at that point... Sally's out with little Arthur, and she mm. thinks he's going to harm the child, so she rings the police. But all that happens, of course, is when she returns with Ashley, is that Laurel looks the mad one, and nobody believes her. So she gives Ashley an ultimatum and says, look, get this woman out of my house. Now, he does get her out of the house, but he only gets her as far as Edna's, and when Laurel finds this out, she said, right, you know what, I've had enough. And she leaves Emmerdale with the children to go and stay with her mum. And that's good, because of Charlotte good. Bellamy... I know, I know, but that's Charlotte Bellamy out because she's on maternity leave. But now the story will start with Sally sort of manipulating Ashley. So it's going to continue mm. for a, a, a little while longer. Well, how much a little um, while longer? Well, she's in it until she's in it until the new year. Because remember, she signed for six months, mm. and I don't think her six months is 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 up. Just I get yet. so angry. Ashley has got to be the stupidest man under the sun. How dimmed you have to be? People must have I written know. to him, selling you know, sort of saying, "Listen, she's using you. She's I in know, your house. I she's know. taking your daughter uh, to the hairdresser. Yeah. It's not normal." <laughs> Well, I know, but it is normal for him because he's a, he's a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a, a wet blanket. Yeah. Uh, very quickly in Coronation Street, um, you yes. saw John getting arrested. Don't worry, he will be cleared because he rumbles uh, Rosie and the Websters have to make an apology in the Rovers' return, so he's fine. Right. And then the, the, there, there are pictures in some of the papers today of a body being dragged out of the water. In Coronation Street? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's likely to be Joe McIntyre. It is, yes. Yeah, because... I uh, like him, was... though. I like him. I, I, I always like to think that Gail's going to get a bit of happiness and a snog. No, she's like Ronnie Mitchell and EastEnders, victims yeah. of life, I think, and it's never it's never going to work. But I have to admit, I never took to that character, so it doesn't really bother me that he's going. I'm quite pleased no. he didn't want to sign another contract. Right. Um, I, want, I want Gail with somebody nice next time. <laughs> um, last night in EastEnders, Phil Mitchell got absolutely um, thumped to a pulp 
um, by the heavy mob because uh, it's actually very amusing because a deal went wrong with the. I know, I know, it was very funny. If anybody missed last night, watch the omnibus at the weekend. Well worth seeing. Phil Mitchell get his comeuppance, um, and that will continue on from here on in because this is the start of the demise of the Mitchells to a certain extent because Archie um, gets his hands on on the Queen Vic. Um, but when the heavy mob walked in, it was very, very amusing to see oh. Phil think, oh, my God, four gigantic men walked, in, men walked into the Queen Vic, and it was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? <laughs> it's like, well, you're just going to have to take a beating, really, which is exactly what oh, he did. Oh, dear. <laughs> Poor soul. <laughs> I mean, in a way, you feel a bit sorry for him, but he's always pushed his weight around in that place. Oh, you never feel for sorry for Phil Mitchell. Well, I do occasionally, you know. I mean, oh, he deserves yeah, exactly what he got. <laughs> All right, he, he got he, he deserved what he got. He got, got just deserves, yeah. Out time Absolutely, too. he did. But yeah. uh, we still love Ian Beale, I'm afraid. My heart goes with Ian Beale. You know, he's he's survived everything: flood, fire, pestilence, the old lot. I love him to pieces. But uh, well, he he does the dirty on Phil. Um, he has a he hot did tub it last as night. Well. He does it again. Yeah, yes, he has a hot tub. Fish and chips in a hot tub. How, How fab is that? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Listen, we'll talk to you next week. OK, thanks, Steve. Take care, bye. Bye. Susan Spence at 6.15. News headlines this morning, Matthew Schofield. Reports from Iran. 97.3. Morning, everybody. 6.20 is uh, the time. Oh, we've got a poem, actually. I forgot to do a poem. About the, uh, the office do. Before that, actually, uh, Joey says, you're right about the finalists in this year's X Factor Tour being forgotten in a year's time. I've already forgotten who was in the final last year. Not a clue. I can't tell you either. Who actually went on the X Factor Tour last year? Anybody remember? There you go. That's how quick they last. So all this rubbish that poor old Cherry Cole comes up with, which is, you know, oh, you've got to be a big star chicken, you know, because uh, you're only 16, is just rubbish. In fact, we'll have forgotten about poor old Lloyd quicker than anybody else. Uh, Peter says, how would the cabin crew know who to give which passport back to? People change seats. Photos might look nothing like them. I thought the airlines got fined if somebody got in without the right papers. A fingerprint system might work, but what a lot of work. Yeah, you've got to rely on all the other countries to, to go in for this, uh, this system. I'll tell you what, there's a story in the paper today which just breaks your heart. It absolutely breaks your heart that somebody could do this. Um, there's a couple, Jean Liggins and her husband, Ken... She has terminal cancer. She's 73. He's 76. He's fighting cancer as well. And they'd saved up, you know what I'm going to tell you, £500 for Christmas. They get a knock on the door, and uh, it was a crook posing as a waterboard workman. Now, of course, at 73 and 76, you know, sometimes you don't think properly all the time. Uh, He then pretended to check the bathroom. While they were doing that, an accomplice sneaked in, rifled through their drawers and took their £500, which they had saved up for Christmas. That was in Coventry. And last night, they were too upset. A relative said they know it's going to be their last Christmas together and they've been saving the money specially. Breaks your heart, doesn't it? Breaks your heart that some piece of scum could do that to somebody and they are the lowest of low. I hope when they catch them, they just hang them. I'm sick to death of nets putting people in prison. You know, a couple who, it is going to be their last Christmas. She's got terminal cancer. She's not going to go for much longer. And their little £500 saving, that was their, their Christmas money. That was their, I mean, I know, in fact, I would almost guarantee that the son and people will send in money to send to them so they can have some semblance of Christmas. Breaks your heart, doesn't it? Absolutely breaks your heart, stuff like that in the morning. Oof. Uh, right, a poem. A poem. Uh, and this is from uh, Michael Dennis. It's called, actually, I mean, I'm hoping... It's going to be uh, not, not applicable for the LBC party. This is called The Office Christmas Do. Today is the company Christmas Do, and we meet in the conference room at two. 
Some cans of beer and a sandwich to munch, a direct result of the credit crunch. I know it's not our customary bash, but presently we just don't have the cash. We want to show our gratitude and thanks, but funds have been restricted by the banks. Please don't talk of studies, time and motion, pledge undying loyalty, devotion. This will only give the board the notion you're worming your way towards promotion. This message goes out to the office bore. No lurking by the ladies' toilet door. Those crazy socks and tie won't help you score. Your dreary anecdotes we've heard before. We're amazed at the lengths to which some go to have a snog beneath the mistletoe. We've locked the other room so you've no hope of slipping off together for a grope. A warning has come direct from top brass. They're pleading with us. Show restraint and class. They don't want injuries from splintered glass. Refrain from photocopying your... The chairman and the board cannot be here to lift their glasses, wishing festive cheer. They want to make it clear they'll raise a toast from their plush hotel on the Sunshine Coast. I don't know where our management are going to be for the LBC Christmas party. As usual, I shall be disgracing myself, I'm afraid. I can't. I shall let you know the, uh, the day after. Uh, coming up on Nick Ferrari this morning, after the news at seven. Should the police have shot a man with mental health issues? They'll be talking to Marjorie Wallace. Chief Executive of the Mental Health Charity, Sane. Uh, could all London roads soon be 20-mile-an-hour zones? I thought they were. I thought they were. I've never actually managed to get up beyond 20 miles an hour. And they're going to be talking about cost, uh, cost-conscious Christmas. Small businesses, corporate gifts and things like that. And uh, they're going to be talking to uh, Jonathan Hillman, the owner with his family of Hillman's Butchers. Well, there you go. We know all about Hillman's this morning. Definitely, because I was there when, they, when the parcels arrived. Which makes me feel much better about life, I think. Uh, 84850, uk. We quickly go back... Um, yeah, we, we can't open the LBC Advent calendar at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure we will the other day. Uh, another one here. X Factor Final, I reckon, says Ray. Uh, number three, Ollie. Two, Stacey. And number one, Joe. He says, I reckon they'll get rid of Daniel this week. Yeah, I mean, I... I think that they, they might lose Daniel. I think you can, actually. He's become a little bit precious. Just a little bit precious. So, we're not sure. Uh, and Sue says, I agree with you. Maxwell Caulfield is dreadful. Um, uh, another one here says, uh, Maxwell Caulfield is a plank of wood. The legend that is Amanda Donahoe must cringe. Well, the trouble is, it just makes her look even better, doesn't it? She doesn't really have to try, I think. Uh, 84850, uk. And uh, the government got involved to release the yachters, but uh, won't for the couple taken by pirates. Yes, I think they're asking for something like four million, aren't they? I don't think the government are going to cough up money like that. The trouble is these pirates have made the big mistake because they think the couple that they've got uh, actually have got money. And they haven't. They haven't got any money at all. They spent all their money on the yacht. But they've just hijacked, I think, uh, an oil tanker as well. They spend their life doing oil tankers and stuff like that. For some reason, I don't know why. 84850, steve at That story about the couple losing all their money at Christmas. There's always going to be some story, isn't there? Just horrible, especially when, when, you know, it's their... You just want to catch these people. You just wish that you could find... I know we have these programmes like Rogue Traders, where they say, listen, don't let anybody into your house. Don't let them in. The trouble is some people will go in there and they'll steal. To be honest with you, and the only time I'll ever say it... They didn't know this couple have got terminal cancer. They don't, they, as far as they're concerned, it's just somebody to thieve off. It's as simple as that. And that's why, that's why it's so awful. Do you know the last ever Southbank Show Awards are coming up in, in January? I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Which I'm very much looking forward to. Hoping to be on Daniel Radcliffe's table. That'd be nice. Hoping to be on that. So I'll have a word with my friend Jonathan and see if he can fix it. I'd, I'd like to see the guest list in advance. 
So I, I can pick a really good... I had a really good table last year. There was me, Biggins. There was... Um, I forgot who the... What, Jason Donovan. We had some really, really good people. It was really good fun. Biggins laughed all the way through it, as per usual. So uh, if I can get Daniel Radcliffe, fab, big, big fan of Daniel Radcliffe. Big, big fan. Uh, Warren reckons that Joe will win, but the trouble is, he's a fatty. Is Joe a fa- which Joe, Joe's not fat, is he? I thought he was... The trouble is with Joe, I don't know, Warren, what you do with him. I don't think he's actually good enough to sort of take it any further than maybe one album, because the charts at Christmas are going to be dominated by Simon Cowell's acts. Literally, I reckon most of the chart positions will be taken up. That's why you won't hear of them again. They'll all be there for one Christmas. Next Christmas, there were, the, Susan Boyle will have disappeared by next Christmas. Guarantee it. Uh, they'll, they'll never send her out on tour. She's always going to be... She'll just sing the one song, and that'll be it. Thank you, thank you. And then they'll, they'll, they'll get rid of her. Um, I don't know if Leona Lewis will be around next year. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, they, they just have to keep up with it. They have to keep up with it. I think, I Girls Aloud won't, won't bother, I shouldn't imagine, again. Because there's too many other acts in the, in the charts. And then, of course, by the time we get round to next year, you'll have had another X Factor... And you'll have had another Britain's Got Talent winner. So all these other people get pushed to one side. So that's why they've got to do it very, very quickly. Very, very quickly indeed. And that's why I think half these people... I'm generally 99.9% right. That's almost embarrassing how right I am. Uh, I do feel sorry for Steve Hargrave. As I say, he's had to go and interview Liam Gallagher because Liam, you know, used to be hard man, brought out a range of clothing. I mean, I ask you, who's going to want to wear anything that Liam Gallagher has designed? I can't imagine what he's... So he has to sit down there now being a bit of a lovey. But we'll find out who's actually going to win the uh, the X Factor because it gets ever nearer, doesn't it? How thrilling. This is... 25 to 7. Lovely Jonathan has said, uh, I'm going to try and get Daniel Radcliffe for your table. He says, I was going to suggest Jamie Cullum, but he's on his honeymoon in January. Typical, isn't it? Typical. I'd have been quite happy with Jamie Cullum. I think, actually, Daniel would be great. Daniel would be great. I'd love to sit... Imagine trying to put together the cast list... For that, I mean, it, it must. Have, if it was as good as last year, I mean, it was just Walter. I was the only person I never knew. Everybody else was famous. I sort of sat there going, "Oh, this year I'm going to rush around and get autographs." I know it seems really naff, but you have to do it, don't you? But uh, anyway, coffee this week, probably Jonathan. Uh, D says maybe the thieves will show some humility and send back the money when they read the news. Then again, not a lot of pigs flying at this time of year. This is the couple we mentioned a short while ago, who were who were robbed on their doorstep. Uh, well, it's uh, up to the newsroom now. And, uh, and a very happy Matthew Schofield today. Oh, am I? You are. Good. Because Kill Shanig won at five to four. Oh, nice. Your profit, £2.50. It's another, it's another mince pie for you. Good, because we, we had one yesterday, didn't we? You had one yesterday. Unreported due to uh, technical <laughs> problems. Technical difficulties. But uh, we can now disclose that that's two in a row. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Not at all. And in fact, as Alex says, you're starting to look respectable. <laughs> not count our chickens just yet. <laughs> it's taken a long time. Yeah, it has, it has taken a while. Years. Your total loss is now £47.09. pence. Hmm. you have dropped down that's quite... That's below cons- the 50 mark. That's, that's below 50. Really quite reasonable. I mean, it would be nice to think before Christmas you could have enough in. You could actually go into the into the into the black. Well, I don't, I, is that technically? But that's going to need a very that's going to need a hundred to one winner. I think. Well, for that come on, a couple of biggies. You can do it. Mm. Think positive. Right. Think positive. Okay. Because yesterday uh, Alex's Hurricane was third. So if he'd gone each way, he'd he'd have done all right. But uh, he didn't. He lost two pounds. His total loss though is ten pound fifty four. 
which is not bad. So today we're off to air, the 2.25, Alex's choices, Impact Zone, win only. Impact Zone, win only. They also go at Catterick and Kempton and Plumpton's got to come through a morning inspection. I'm also going with the same race. This is exciting. <laughs> the 2.25 at air, so uh, we're going up against each other. I like it. Ooh. Time out. Time out. Mm. Like the sound of that. Like the sound. I'll, I'll give you that and we can pop it on the website mm. a bit later. The paper is covered in glitter. Covered in glitter. I got a glitter card sent to me and it's oh, all nice. fallen over the... It's nice, but it does make the paper look slightly more interesting than it did before. <laughs> so I'll, I'll bring that up to you a little bit later on and you get another mince pie. Keep the glitter off the mince pie. Glitter off the mince pie. Yeah. Although I have seen glitter on um, pies. They do it on some of the cupcakes. Can you eat it? Yes, it's edible glitter. Right. What it's made of, I've got no idea. I don't think you should ask. It's best, best not to know. But well done, and we'll talk tomorrow. Yes, thank you. Take care. Matthew Schofield. Uh, so, fingers crossed, it'll be very good indeed. Actually, I'm just looking at how much mince pies are. If you go all over, the, they're so cheap now. Not the ones that we always give Matthew, because we give him the ones with whiskey, and we can a little bit faster. And he likes the ones. But, I mean, some of the other ones, I've just noticed here, buy one, get two free... £1.49 for a six-pack of Mr Kipling mince pies. So, in other words, you get 18 mince pies for £1.49. I mean, you can't even make them at that. How do they make things like this? This is in Morrison's, just in case you were thinking it was everywhere. But if I see them in mince pies anywhere else, you think, how do you make 18 mince pies for £1.49 and package them? It works out the equivalent of 50 pence a box, which works out about less than 10p, isn't it? Less than 10p for... How do they do it? I don't understand how they do these things. I'm not, I'm not complaining, believe you me. Uh, there's a man here who runs a Chinese restaurant. Well, he, he did until he owed the taxman 15,000 quid, and then the taxman decided to close him down. But uh, such was the loyalty of his customers. They bought him his own Chinese restaurant, they put him back in charge, and they brought in the kitchen staff, and they operate their own Chinese restaurant on a, a sort of a no... No, no profit margin thing. So they don't, they don't take any profit out of it, and the group pays the wages and those of the nine staff, but they don't take any money. Imagine you could... I mean, I've often, I was saying to somebody the other day, I mean, I thought that I would sort of open a dentist. I don't have to be a dentist. What a lot of dentists do nowadays is that a businessman, an accountant generally, will open a practice and then employ a dentist to come in and work there for... £250 a day or whatever it happens to be. The idea being that the dentist working for you is the one who sells all the products. The more products they sell, the more they're cut in on it. Because most dentists can't afford to open up their own business, whereas accountants can afford to open their own businesses. And then I thought, wait a minute, then I got carried away. Then I thought I could open, I could open a hairdresser's and call it Stevie's. Wouldn't actually have to cut hair myself. I'd just employ hairdressers. You know, £50 a day. You could employ a hairdresser and they, they, they get to keep all the tips. But I own the hairdresser. I mean, that could be quite good, couldn't it? And then, then I got really carried away. And I thought I could open a department store. But then, because you don't have to... I mean, luckily I know about retail. But you could, then I thought I could open a nice cream shop. I've got a dress shop. I could open anything. You could just keep going. Unfortunately, what I need, I'm afraid, is, uh, is that lottery win. And so far, we don't, we don't have the lottery win. A Liam Gallagher's clothes, new clothes, Steve, made out of Wonder Wool. Yes, Wonder Wool, OK. Uh, glad you like Daniel Radcliffe. I think he's a very talented young actor who's kept his feet on the ground. I know, and his clothes on the stage. And, oh, we love Daniel. I tell you for why, because he's just ordinary. He's n there's no airs or graces. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Love him. I think he's also, he's amassed a lot of money in a very short space of time because he's worked. It helps that his parents are very grounding. Like him a lot, actually. Uh, Steve, 
furious about uh, asylum cheats. I'm getting loads of these. Loads of these. Uh, Ray Embarking side says, I spent an amazing and entertaining afternoon with a comedy producer, Humphrey Barclay. Doctor in the house, whoops apocalypse. I'm going to email you with some great stories. I love stories like that. Absolutely love things like that. Makes me feel very happy, actually. Makes me feel that all is, is well with the world. The four remaining X Factor hopefuls are going to sing Michael Jackson's hits in Saturday's... Uh, who cares, to be honest with you. That's kind of made me want to turn off straight away. And uh, apparently, oh, Janet will perform on Sunday's verdict show. And she... Oh, God, I just wish the Jackson family would go away. I've had quite enough of it. But um, Stacey Solomon... Joe McKeldry, Daniel Johnson and Ollie Moose will also belt out a song which they chose personally. God. And apparently here, an insider said, this will be the show's production team, uh, the Michael Jackson numbers will be huge crowd pleasers and each contestant will want to do Janet and the Jackson family proud. You do talk garbage, don't you? <laughs> As if the Jackson family give us stuff about the X Factor. They just want to make sure we can get Janet on there to flog her new record. That's what it comes down to. It's that, that's all it is. You know, I'm sure it'll be very nice, but for, as long as we don't get the other balmy one from the Jackson family, they're all mad as brushes, I'm afraid. It does make me laugh. Um, lots of people. Um, George uh, Hamilton. Apparently, his doctor girlfriend begged him not to go into the jungle. But obviously, the lure of the money was too much for him, because in he went and out he came again. But uh, we've still, we're still stuck there with Kim, Justin, who can't stop crying. What a drip he turned out to be, I'm afraid. Uh, Jimmy... Um, not really the most exciting person in the world. Gino, can't bear him. I cannot bear him. I don't know why. Just something about him I don't like. Uh, Stuart, possibly the dreariest person we've ever seen on television. Small wonder you're not working anywhere, matey. Trying to revitalise a career? What has? He's going to L.A. Oh, that's right, that's right. He was going to go to L.A., going to make his way in the world there. Because it's great to park cars. I think he'll be really good parking cars. He certainly won't be acting, will he? But uh, nice to see as well. A load of celebrities went over to, um... Where did they go to? They went to East Africa to hand out nets, which they raised money for. They raised three and a half million pounds, and then for comic relief, they then all fly over there and give out nets. To be quite honest with you, I get angry at things like that. That must have cost a lot of money to fly these people out there. Money which could have been spent on nets. And all the people they flew out, like Gary Barlow... Kimberly Walsh, Ben Shepherd, Fern Cotton again, you know, are all, can all put their hands in their pockets and pay for this. This is for charity. I know that a lot of people go, oh, I'll do some charity work. And, uh, and they, you know, they didn't need to go over there and hand out things. Do you think the people who are receiving these nets have got the faintest idea who Fern Cotton is? Of course they haven't. Ben Shepherd's here. What are they? Well, I don't know. They're just being followed by a film crew to boost up their egos. It's dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Apparently, Corrie Legend, I'm only telling you this now to go no further... Uh, Betty Williams fears she's become a killer when an elderly woman in the Rovers gets poisoned by one of Betty's famous hot pots. Betty Turpin, yes. But Betty Williams, I think, as is, isn't it? Was it Betty Williams? We used to call her Betty Turpin. But it says here, Betty Williams, the victim, 91, is her rival for the title of Manchester's oldest barmaid. So she's obviously going to try and poison her. Because, to be honest with you, I've never seen anybody actually eat any of these Betty's hot pots. Have you ever seen anybody in there eat them? No, you've seen them order them. Nobody's ever eaten the things. No. They're pretending eating. It's, not, it's, it's stage eating. It's, stage, it's like stage kissing. Kissing. St- stage kissing is completely different to proper things. All the cast have said, apparently, that the hot pots are real. Of course they're going to say that. They're not going to tell you it's plastic, is it? And they really eat them. Yeah. I want to... It's a, oh, I know, yes. 
Oh, I, she, she's bought into it. She's bought into the whole thing that the Rovers is real, and said they've got real hot pot there now, and they drink the drinks. Well, it explains some of the acting, wouldn't it, on occasions, I should imagine. Simon Cowell has confessed he doesn't have any belters like previous winners, Leona Lewis or Alexandra Burke. And he admitted he fancies Cheryl Cole, but joked, who doesn't? Quite a lot of people, I think, actually. It's OK. Once you've taken off the hair extensions, the makeup off, you know, and you've sort of put her in normal clothes, just the same as anybody else nowadays, isn't she, really? Um, so that's good. A fabled Pink Floyd performance on Top of the Pops has been unearthed after more than 40 years. I used to love Pink Floyd years ago. I, re- I really used to love Pink Floyd. How much does it cost, incidentally, to be Simon Cowell for a day? I'll give you a clue. By the time you've had the hair, the wax, the car, the holidays, the cigarettes, the watch, the Armani jeans, the uh, nickel fari T-shirt, the teeth done, the Botox, eating out. Although, strangely enough, he doesn't eat posh. He generally goes for the children's menu because he likes spaghetti bolognese and he also likes chicken nuggets and chips. See, um, you have to be honest, you can't beat chicken nuggets and chips. He also takes flights. His suits, tailor-made on Savile Row, and they say come with a hefty price tag of two and a half thousand. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that on Savile Row, a £2,500 bespoke suit is considered cheap. An average suit, you know, bespoke, would be about £6,000. Two and a half is very cheap, I'm afraid. Uh, the, the cost, incidentally, by the time you've taken out the loo roll, and you know he spends £7 on his loo rolls because they're black. Black loo rolls. How scary is that? He apparently gets through five a week. Scary. Too much information. So, if you add it all up, it works out at £1,118 a day. That's just probably on the loo rolls. His shirts, he spends £68 on. He's wearing some very cheap clothing. £68 for a shirt. For a a man who apparently has a £2,500 suit, which I think is quite cheap for bespoke, and then he wears a £68 shirt. I've got shirts that cost more than that. I've got shirts that cost £150. Which means I'm obviously, although I wouldn't use black toilet paper at the moment, I'm very excited. I'm using Christmas penguins on my toilet paper. There you go. Thought you'd be thrilled to know that. 14 minutes to seven. With the headlines, Matthew Schofield. Iranian state radio is reporting. Steve Allen. Come on, hands up. Who gives naff presents to pensioners? The answer is you all do. Because uh, boring presents have now been chucked out by a group of pensioners. They've had enough of it, and uh, they said they're sick to death of getting things like tartan socks, ties and bubble bath. They don't want all of that kind of stuff. They want better presents. They, they don't want pensioners to have to suffer with... Because you get... What should we buy? Oh, I know. Let's get him a pair of socks. Let's get her some bubble bath. They're not very exciting. The Southwark Circle, a community group which fights for pensioners' rights in South London, have said that they want proper presents... And so they should. You know, it's, it's like a last-minute thought. Oh, what does somebody want if they're a pensioner? They want bubble bath. No, they don't. They want different things. They want, you know, internet lessons, theatre outings, DIY lessons, all sorts of stuff, stuff that's useful. Not bubble bath. Unless you're very, very young. Albert Summers, who lives near Borough Market, says, I must admit my heart sinks when I get a present from under the Christmas tree, only to realise it's another pair of socks. He says, I don't want to sound like a stick in the mud, but people need to use their imagination. Don't they realise that after 90 years on this earth, I've got more than enough socks, ties and bloody bubble bath? He's had enough. So if you're buying for pensioners, ladies and gentlemen, can you remember, they're human beings. They don't want silly presents like that. Ridiculous. So I, I think, actually, I think gift vouchers, DIY lessons, internet lessons, very good. 
I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Do you remember the hair uh, dye girl? This is the girl who um, uh, had the chemical applied at a professional salon without a patch test, and her eyes glazed over and all the way. 2,000 quid. 2,000 quid. She was also given £18,000 legal costs by the salon, which has not been named. Why has the salon not been named? I would want to know which salon was not doing a, a patch test. Amanda says, when my friend was asked what he wanted for Christmas, he said socks. Got 11 pairs. To everybody, he just said socks. Oh, right. So I think socks are quite nice. I looked at one of our sports presenters, who shall remain nameless, but he had holes in his socks on Sunday. Holes, I ask you. No, no, not, not blacker, strangely enough, no. No, another, another one of our sports. It, 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 yes, it was. Russell. Rus- holes in his socks. He's a, oh, he's not a name. Oh, I'm sorry, I've given it away. Oh, dear, well, there you go. I, know, I can say that because I know his mum's listening to the programme. So she'll be going, don't wear holes. How can people wear socks with holes in? Can somebody explain to me how you can do things like that? You just don't, you just don't wear socks with holes in. It's just not nice. At some point, you might have to go to hospital and take your shoes off. And they're going to go, oh, you've got holes in your socks. I mean, they're not expensive. You can get seven pairs for... I don't know, about five quid or three quid in Primark, so they're not expensive socks. Uh, Most of you cannot think who was on the X Factor tour last year. Jason in Pimlico says, I don't think Stacey will win the X Factor, but I'm putting a tenner on her to win the Grand National. So they (laughs) got a little bit horsey. I think that's why people are suggesting that. Uh, JLS and Alexandra Burke, both very famous for last year. And that's all you can think of, is it, John? That's the best you can come up with. JLS and Alexandra Burke. We can't think of anybody else who was in X Factor. But they went on the tour, so that's it. Both very famous, but will you hear of them in a year's time? That's why it, I do find it interesting, because over the years, when you've been in the business as long as I have, and various other people in this building, you see all these people, and they come in, and they do the interviews and all the rest, and they start behaving a bit like, like pop stars. And then uh, and then you sort of see them in a year's time, and you go, where are they now? And they go, ah, well, their last album didn't sell very much. Because everybody's got a shelf life. And most of these uh, these groups have shelf lives because uh, the the fans grow up and they grow out of them and then they find somebody else. So the moment there's another group coming along which will rival JLS, JLS then get pushed to one side and the new group will be there. Because you bet your bottom dollar, X Factor's going to chuck up some more people. Timothy bought a halogen oven the same time as you did. I was so impressed, I bought three more as Christmas presents for my family. Uh, and as you said, you looked in the cupboard and they were breeding. I've now got five including mine. They are nice, though, aren't they? Do you know, I use it. The simple reason is that you get instant heat. So you can cook stuff really sort of quick. So if it says 40 minutes, uh, you know, I, I can do stuff in 20. Did a lovely Cumberland pie the other day. Well, I didn't. Marks and Spencer's made it. I just heated it up again. Because I'm very good at reheating, or ping, as they say, which is good news for me. Nick Ferrari, after news at 7 this morning. Uh, doing the papers today is the Daily Mail and New Statesman journalist John McKenty. He'll be going through. It is the same paper. They're talking about the big climate change fraud. Um, Iran, all the papers running uh, with the old story, Iran threatening serious action against the sailors. But now you know that, in fact, uh, they've been released. So that's good news. Uh, there's a story on the front page of the Daily Star I can't mention because I'm going to be free from that particular person. So I'm not mentioning it. So I'm being quite good, actually, so far. So far, I'm being quite good. I've, I've omitted mentioning this person for the whole programme, and I'm trying to do tomorrow as well, but I don't know. Later on today, we have to do Michael Winner, and Michael Winner's done a piece in the paper today, in the Mail, talking about drinking at Christmas and how he hasn't been drunk for a long, 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 long time because he doesn't, uh, he doesn't quite like 
the idea of being drunk. And he said it just, it, he finds it awful to be around people who are drunk. And at Christmas parties, there's going to be, I'm going to be coming in here some mornings and there's going to be people slumped in doorways. I mean, mind you, there are people slumped in doorways most mornings around. Uh, that's just people who work. Actually, I noticed the other day, naughty smokers in the building standing outside the front smoking. St- don't smoke outside the front. Put them in an ashtray, which is much better. Dee says, I've got some loo roll with silver stars on it. I won't let anybody use it. I quite fancy the black. I wonder where Simon gets it. I've never even heard of black toilet paper before. But I do like... Star- I've actually got star. had stars before. They were silver stars. Uh, and that was, I think, from M&S. And I quite like... She says, I won't let anybody use it. What, do you have people popping round just to use your toilet? <laughs> uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. David... It's a very kind offer, but I'm sure that the paper will actually do it. I suggest you, you contact the, uh, the son. This is the story about the couple who got robbed. She's got terminal cancer. He has cancer as well. It's going to be their last Christmas. They're 73 and 76, I think. And two people robbed them on their doorstep. They went inside and they pretended to be from the waterboard. And they took their, their Christmas money. They're £700, which is, you know, not a lot to some people, but it was all to them. All to them. Uh, one here. Have you seen the incredible 36-inch lamp light Santa? Uh, I haven't, actually, no. I do. I'm still waiting to see around our way Christmas lights outside people's houses. Because I'm, I'm quite a big fan of Christmas lights full stop. But the idea that people put them on... As long as they're done tastefully, I'm all right. If they're done tastefully, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Listen, just about all we've got time for this morning, because Nick Ferrari is, uh, is standing by. Don't forget, the Hillman family are going to be on. I think they left a little present for Nick downstairs. I think we all got a little present and a diary, so thank you, Hillman family. Very grateful for, uh, for that. If you go to the LBC website and uh, do it quickly, you can find out all about podcasting, which will change Christmas, and you can do what? And, and the advent calendar, but it's not up yet, so we don't know. No, I don't think it's up at seven. I don't think it's up at seven. There's no point in going to it if it's not up. You have to wait till a bit later on today, and then you can find it. It'll probably go up at nine o'clock or something like that. But let us know as soon as it does, OK? All on lbc.co.uk and the photos. I'm trying to find out about the photos, but I know that they're all being vetted, and uh, we'll find out more on that. So Nick's with you after news at seven. But uh, just before that, here's Matthew Schofield with this morning's business update. Thank you, Steve. The Chancellor's warned the government